This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Zoomer Week in Review, heard every Sunday at noon on AM 740 Zoomer Radio. You're listening to the Zoomer Week in Review, brought to you by Chartwell Seniors Housing and Sun Life Financial. Hello, I'm Libby Zneimer. Welcome to the Zoomer Week in Review, all things Zoomer worldwide. All eyes are on London and the Summer Olympics. The extravagance of these 2012 games is almost beyond imagination for those who remember the 1948 London Summer Olympics, famously dubbed the Austerity Games. Today, I'll be joined by Ben Lands. He was a member of the 1948 Canadian Olympic basketball team, and he'll tell us what he remembers from his trip to the Games. And while London has been in the spotlight all week, India was in the dark. Almost 700 million Indians were without power after a massive grid failure. Here in North America, a power outage of that magnitude could mean disaster. So how did Indians cope? I'll talk to Dr. Shilu Srinivasan in Mumbai. Plus, a couple of big birthdays this week. Yesterday, Louis Armstrong would have turned 111. And on Monday, Paul Anka turned 71. A little later on, we'll hear music by these two artists, their unique takes on the same song. But first, here are your Zoomer headlines from around the world. Many countries, including Canada, have recently made changes to their old age security plans. Now the United Kingdom is set to change the pension age for the military. Currently, anyone who has served in the armed forces is eligible to receive a pension at the age of 55. A new plan will see that raised to age 60 as of April 2015. The new pensions will also be based on career average salary rather than the final salary before retirement. A South African musician is making headlines after going back to school to earn his high school diploma at the age of 60. Sifo Hotsticks Mabusa enrolled in adult classes near his home in Johannesburg after dropping out in the 1960s. Now at 61 years of age, he's finally graduated. He tweeted that even with all his musical success, he felt he needed his matric, the term for the final year of South African high school, to feel complete. President Jacob Zuma called him an inspiration. Currently, an estimated 12% of South African adults are illiterate. And Mabusa plans to continue his education. He wants to study anthropology at university. The last surviving member of a group of prisoners that escaped the infamous Auschwitz concentration camp has died. August Kowalczyk was taken to Auschwitz in December 1940. A year and a half later, in June of 1942, he and 50 other Polish inmates attempted to flee the camp while working in the fields. Most were captured and killed, but a group of nine found freedom. When the Holocaust ended, August Kowalczyk became a popular actor in Poland and spent his lifetime telling his story to younger generations. He was 90 years old when he passed away at a hospice in the town of Oswiecim last Sunday. 
And finally, the celebrated American author, thinker, and political pundit Gore Vidal passed away this week from complications of pneumonia. During his lifetime, Vidal wrote over 25 novels, two memoirs, and several volumes of essays. His 1948 work, The City and the Pillar, was one of the first novels to feature an openly gay main character. This was influenced heavily by Vidal's own personal life. His longest relationship was with his live-in partner, Howard Austin. Vidal was especially known for his ability to shock and amuse people. He ran for public office twice as a Democrat, losing both times. His left-leaning politics made him a staunch rival for many conservatives, most famously William Buckley Jr. No, you don't as care. far as I'm concerned, the only sort of pro or crypto Nazi I can think of is yourself. Uh, Failing that, let's, I would let's, only let's say that we names. can't have. Now listen, you the right yeah. of the stop calling me a crypto Nazi. Let's, let's stop calling names you in your goddamn face, and let's you'll stay plastered. I'm Libby Snymer, and those are your Zoomer headlines from around the world. If it happened here, it would have been a calamity, and Zoomers would have been hardest hit. But earlier this week, it was India that suffered the world's worst blackout ever. 670 million people, about a tenth of the planet's entire population, were stuck without power in sweltering heat for two days. I reached Carp's Indian counterpart to find out how older Indians coped. Dr. Shilu Srinivasan of the Dignity Foundation spoke to me from Mumbai. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. Great. Talking to you finally. You had this horrible power outage this week, and uh, of course, when it gets really hot, uh, it's Zoomers who are affected the most. Uh, so, what happened to older Indians? I think. Uh It is in our DNA when we are born to put up and adapt to power shortages, which is very, very universal all over the country. There are two things. One is the purposeful planned power cut by the government or the electricity board because they don't have enough power. The supply is simply suspended for x number of hours. Right, but presumably you know about it in advance. Yes. You know that's going to happen. Yes. First of all, the the super rich, the 1% do have generators at home. The middle class copes with having uh inverters. You know, inverters are the, the electricity generated through batteries. In our retirement village, for example, we have provided for uh, uh inverter one inverter every cottage mm-hmm. so that pro- provides the supply for about 3 hours many cities go through power cuts for 5 hours 7 hours 8 hours 10 hours so it's it varies from state to state there are 35 states in india the poorer classes many of them can't do uh, anything at all and they do live by without fans without light in their homes there is quite a large segment of the population which don't have power electricity at all were older people hurt did you have a lot of hospitalizations this week not really uh, number one the this this is not the real summer 
the summer is over in India. We are now going through the monsoons. So the temperatures are not that very uh, severe. When you say mild temperatures, what do you mean? Mild temperatures are about uh, uh, 30 degrees, 32, 33. 35 degrees. Okay. <laughs> That's considered pretty <laughs> hot here. <laughs> so who are really affected are the, uh, the middle-level uh, businessmen, people who are working in smaller offices or living at home like the homemakers. Did you put out any type of special alerts to your people on how to cope? Oh, not really. As I said, I think it's in our DNA to cope with these power cuts. The majority of the people uh, live with just one room and maybe an attached toilet or maybe not. So one fan and one electric bulb not being there is not going to change uh, life in any impactful manner. Okay, well, that's a great attitude to have. And uh, it's a pleasure to meet you over the radio. Dr. Srini Vasan. Thank you very, very much, and I look forward to talking to you again. Thank you so much. It's my honor to talk to CARP Radio. That was Dr. Shilu Srinivasan from the Dignity Foundation, a not-for-profit advocacy and aid group for Zoomers across India. I'm Libby Snymer, and you're listening to the Zoomer Week in Review. We're right smack in the middle of Olympic fever, and all eyes are on London. It's not the first time the city has hosted the Games, The 1948 Olympic Games, the first after the war, were also held in London. In just a moment, we'll be back with Ben Lands, a Canadian basketball player who was there in 1948. You're listening to the Zoomer Week in Review, brought to you by Chartwell Seniors Housing and Sun Life Financial. It's a banner year for Canada at this year's Olympics in London. For a special group of Zoomers, the pride is mixed with nostalgia. 91-year-old Ben Lands is one of the former Canadian Olympians who participated in the last Summer Games in London. That was in 1948, just after World War II. He and five others from the Young Men's Hebrew Association in Montreal made up half of Canada's Olympic basketball team. I reached him at his home in Westmount, Quebec. Hi! How are you? Fine. How are you? I'm not bad. <laughs> it's it's a pleasure to meet you. Yeah. Ben, first of all, what do you remember your first impression of going to the 1948 Olympics? We got organized to march into the Wembley Stadium. That, that was really the highlight because this stadium at that time seated 100,000 people. Whoever thought we would walk into something that great? I mean, we walked in, as all the other teams did, and uh, uh, people were screaming, and uh, the band started to play Old Canada. When we first walked in, uh, my heart was pounding so much, I didn't know what was going to happen. It was absolutely phenomenal. Is it correct to say that you won the consolation round? Yes, we won. With consolation, we could have had a couple of better results, but we also had a problem. When we got there, as I said to you, in the camp, there was no baskets to practice over. 
about three days we were uh, we were just passing the ball to each other on the grass, and finally when we get to the game, instead of using the ball that we were used to, you know, the American ball, Canadian ball was a very smooth ball. They gave us a ball that was was like an old football, you know, the, with patches. And we we protested about that. They said that's that's it. You're, uh, of course, the Europeans rule the uh, Olympics as they probably do today, and uh, nobody was very happy with it. But in any case, here you were. Yes. It's the first games after the Holocaust. The last games were the infamous games in Berlin and. Six Jewish kids from Montreal are chosen to play basketball. How did you feel about that? It was a great sense of pride. I mean, you know, like you said, here was, uh, there were supposed to be seven Jewish kids, but one of them drew the work, he couldn't make it, so we picked, we took one of the other fellows from the other team. I was the oldest member of the team, and I had spent uh, close to four years in the service, and when I came back, I joined them, but they were all younger, so I guess I was the only one that actually probably lived through that sort of era. You had to see and be there. The excitement was tremendous. You know, here we are, this is the first time amateurs involved such a great event, you would never believe it. And, you know, for me personally, it was very good. I mean, it was tremendous. Uh, three years later, I went to the Maccabea Games in Israel. That was the first uh, Maccabea Games, too. And have you been watching these Olympics? Oh, yeah, as much as I can. You know, so uh, the amazing athletes today, you know, even the basketball players, they're far superior to what we were. They, they, they're they bigger, they're stronger, they can they can shoot better, of course. There's no comparison. We were good in that time, and they're great in their time. You're still in touch with, with the other guys who are still with us. This is 64 years later. There was uh, Barry Watchman, uh, uh, Sid and Saul Tuchinsky. We We still meet periodically. We all enjoy each other's company. We go out with our wives, and... We see each other, uh, and whenever we get together, it's always a kibitz and lots of fun. And we're, we're amazed that here we are 64 years later that we're still together. That was Ben Lands, a Montrealer who was part of the 1948 Canadian Olympic basketball team. I'm Libby Snymer, and this is the Zoomer Week in Review. It's time to take a quick break, but stay tuned. In just a moment, we'll return with musical tributes to two great artists with birthdays this week. You're listening to the Zoomer Week in Review, brought to you by Chartwell Seniors Housing and Sun Life Financial. Welcome back to the Zoomer Week in Review. I'm Libby Snymer. It's time now for your International Arts Datebook. Tips for those of you who are jetting around the world. Here's Jane Brown. In New York City, Mikhail Baryshnikov stars in the 1940 love story In Paris. Story of a white Russian army general who lives in Paris, now in exile. 
meets very young woman in a Russian restaurant, and um, their relationship begins. In Paris, as part of the Lincoln Center Festival at the Gerald Lynch Theater on West 59th Street. At the Guggenheim, the museum revisits the era of 1949 to 1960 when the avant-garde movement flourished. The exhibit is called Art of Another Kind, International Abstraction and the Guggenheim. To London, where the cultural side of the Olympics continues with the 2012 festival of more than 12,000 mostly free events. These include a project by U.S. artist Zach Lieberman to light up Hadrian's Wall with illuminated balloons. And in France, the beautiful Baroque Basilica Saint-Michel is the setting for Matin's Classical Music Festival. I'm Jane Brown with the International Arts Book. Thanks, Jane. This week saw birthdays for two of our favorite artists here at the new AM740. Yesterday, the great Louis Armstrong would have turned 111 years old. And on Monday, Paul Anka turned 71. We'll pay tribute to these great artists by playing two different versions of a song they both recorded. First, we'll hear a little of Louis' brilliant trumpet playing, and then we'll hear Paul Anka swing in and take it away. Here's... I can't give you anything but love. I Can't Give You Anything But Love by both Louis Armstrong and Paul Anka. And that brings us to the end of another edition of the Zoomer Week in Review. I'm Libby Snymer. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you'll be back next week when we go to the movies with CARP. See you then. You've been listening to the Zoomer Week in Review, brought to you by Chartwell Seniors Housing and Sun Life Financial. This has been an exclusive podcast of the Zoomer Week in Review, heard every Sunday at noon on AM740 Zoomer Radio. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.